I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Beauty Bosses. I'm here with Jacqueline DeJesu, who is the founder and CEO and entrepreneur behind ShowerCap. Um, welcome. Thank you for having me, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so tell us about ShowerCap, because we've all taken showers. Most of us have probably used shower caps, but you made a product that's a little bit different than a regular shower cap. Yeah, so we say that we're the shower cap reinvented. I went to go look for a shower cap, couldn't find one that I liked, um, but ultimately what stood out to me the most was that when I typed in fashionable shower cap, best design shower cap, it was what the internet told me was a fashionable shower cap or a well-designed shower cap and how different that was from what I thought a fashionable shower cap could be. Um, and it was at that moment where I realized that, you know, no one was doing it and I wanted to. So I just set out to kind of evaluate the construction in lingerie and activewear and all of those advancements and apply them all to this space. So are you, um, have you always been like really into hair and like beauty? Yeah, my mom. My mom is a hairdresser. Oh, really? Um, and a makeup artist. Yeah, she uh, was a freelancer for like television. She worked in ABC News um, most of my childhood. So my hair has always been long and luxe, and I've never washed it every day because it's just not good for you it. You have such beautiful hair. Thank Everyone you. Everyone who, if you're just listening, <laughs> she has this gorgeous mane of like thick brunette, shiny, pretty like shampoo ad hair so I feel like you would want to protect that obviously yeah and my secret is that I don't wash it every day how often do you wash your hair um I try to stretch it as long as I can I I recently learned from a hairstylist that it depends on your cycle so I've been paying attention to that um but I go anywhere from three to five days Okay. Do you use like a dry shampoo in between or something like that? Yeah, I use a dry shampoo and then I use the Orbe texturizing spray. So when I'm on like day five or day six, I'll use that to zhuzh and give more volume. So I'll typically start the week like super sleek and, and shiny. And then towards the end of the week, it is more texture um, and a little bit of loose waves and then it's top knot. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel like that's really good because... It's hard to control your hair and keep it from getting wet in the shower. So how is this shower cap different? Um, So many ways. It's basically a form and function reinvention. So ultimately, it's so chic on you. I'm trying one on, by the way. (laughs) Um, I like it. It's really comfy and it feels cool. Thanks. So it looks like a, a fashionable turban. Okay. Uh, turban inspired. So instead of that Miss Muffet shape that most shower caps have, um, the hair is held in the back pocket. So it keeps that sleek look in the front. Mm -hmm. There's a rubber grip on the inside, similar to like a a strapless bra or the inside of a running pant, Mm -hmm. um, that provides a better hairline protection and it's made out of a nanotech fabric. So it's antibacterial. And it um, repels water, right? Antimicrobial. Yeah, exactly. That's and so it cool. repels water. So, like, it's really good for gym bags. If you want to travel with it, you could, like, take that morning shower and just 
throw it in your suitcase. Okay, awesome. So what did you start out when you were in college and high school? What did you start out thinking that you were going to do with your life? Oh, interesting question. Um, so I originally wanted to be on Broadway. I grew up on sets because my mom, my dad's a set builder. So like I was always kind of in and around like the cute kid that they'd pull in for things. Um, so I thought that I was going to be in musical theater and like on the stage. And then in high school, I realized pretty quickly that I wanted to be in advertising. And that's what I went to college for was art direction. That's cool. And then what did you do? What were your first couple jobs? I worked um, at an advertising agency in New York City. Um, and then a series of advertising agencies (laughs) in New York City, but I, I was pretty laser focused. I didn't really have that much of a, a unique path to where I was. I knew I wanted to be an art director and I graduated and became a junior art director and then rose the ranks in advertising and then had this idea and left and now I'm an entrepreneur. When, and so I want to learn more about that because it's a really good story. So when did you, so you had the idea when you were um, working as an art director. Um, and first of all, how did you get the idea? I just wanted something that didn't exist. I wasn't washing my hair every day. I knew none of my friends were washing their hair every day. It just wasn't common. Um, and when I went to go look to buy something, I had choices in every other area of my life and I didn't have a choice here. They all felt like variations of horrible. And once I actually started speaking to women about it, I realized that the way that they looked was only the tip of the iceberg. And there was a lot of functionality issues and opportunities that design could solve. And I think more than anything else, I was a, I was a branding expert. I was in advertising for like nine years. Mm-hmm. And I was building brands for everyone else. I was launching campaigns for everyone else. And it just felt like, what this category needed was an aesthetic overhaul, an understanding, and uh, you know, a category leader, and it just felt like too big of an opportunity. So I started out on the journey and used the garment district, running back and forth as my sample rooms, to try to make a prototype, and it was just a series of trial and error and phone calls. And I remember one time I like cold called the like lead innovation guy from Nike because I found his name and pretended I had like a lunch meeting with him and just to find out about like waterproof grippers and suppliers so I was pretty uh, you're pretty like bold that's like a really cool (laughs) um, gutsy move yeah that's That's a defining characteristic I'd say I love that so how did your advertising background play into some of the decisions you made with the aesthetic and kind of the look and feel and launch of shower cap um Great question. I think ultimately I knew that I wanted it to defy category expectations. So shower caps as a category had such a preconceived kind of awful notion. Women were like suffering through the experience, even if they were using them every day. It's not something that they liked using necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing that and like paying attention to what I knew about demographics um I knew that I wanted to create something that was had like a mass appeal that wasn't just targeted towards millennials or just targeted towards you know an older generation who typically uses shower caps more regularly but that I wanted to position this utility item as something that everyone would want 
Um, and I think I only really knew how to understand the landscape of what people even wanted and solve it through anything because of all of those conversations on all of those different brands that I had worked on. Right. Yeah. Did you like so I, I like the packaging. It's very chic and Thanks. it's kind of uh, cheeky. Um, did you kind of um, put some of your advertising background into choosing the colors and fonts and copy and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, that is that is kind of what my skill set was, was creating design systems and look and feel for for other brands. So I just, I took everything that I had kind of picked up along the way and ultimately I was leading with something that I felt like was chic but also approachable. And I think the copy itself is, is one of the places where my advertising experience comes out because it, it is so cheeky and it has a lot of personality. It's not necessarily like technical, right? Mm-hmm. Like we say it stays put instead of, I don't know what else I could say. Yeah. Something more boring. No, I really like it, and it's cute and, like, innovative. I made this one, like, design with sass in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know? Made in America, tell all your friends. Yeah. I like it. It does definitely have a lot of personality. Um, So when did you figure out, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, when it was going to be okay for you to leave your stable advertising job and be out on your own with an unknown future? Um, Was there, like, a certain revenue goal or a certain busyness level or a certain like landmark that you've used to make that decision so i i left advertising almost as soon as i had the idea oh you did okay and you focused on it full-time yeah well i went freelance so in a city like new york especially in that kind of career path there's a lot of freelance gigs Mm -hmm. and i felt fortunate enough to build up like enough of a reputation that i could pretty much guarantee that I wouldn't have to go that long Mm -hmm. um, without the opportunity to be placed somewhere. Um, And I looked at that kind of as my safety net. It was definitely a risk, but it, like, sitting on this and seeing it on Shark Tank, you know, done poorly by someone else felt like a bigger risk. So... I don't know. Yeah, so you wanted to, like, strike while the iron was hot. Exactly. I just ran as fast as I could. (laughs) How long did it take between when you quit and had the idea um, to when you actually had a physical product that was ready to be sold? It was about two years. Okay, wow. And during that time, you were freelancing and you were kind of using your own savings. Yeah. Because I understand that your product is totally self-funded. Yes. We've been proudly self-funded since day one. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know if I'd do it again that way. It definitely poses its own set of challenges, but I do feel really proud that the, the product itself and the word-of-mouth buzz and the press and the fact that the editors really actually like it, that it's disruptive because it's disruptive and not necessarily because we have VC, you know, backed Instagram ads. Right. So I take I do take pride in that. We're obviously smart and looking at, you know, all different things for these next phases of our growth. Um, but I also think that it being a patented product had a lot to do with why we've been able to scale to where we are today. Yeah. And so you guys grew from just you to now you have 11 employees. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about how that growth happened and over what time period? 
Um, so we launched August of 2015. Um, I, I say we. I really have to stop doing that, but maybe it's charming. It's the royal we. It's the royal we. I was a solo entrepreneur um, in August of 2015, and Fast Company picked it up the day after the site went live um, with an article called Reinventing the Shower Cap for the Modern Woman with my sketches and everything. It was like one of those dream pieces that you like wish and brief your PR agency to try to land you. Did you have a PR agency? Um, I had a friend that worked in PR. Yeah. So she definitely helped me, but this piece came from the press release that I wrote at my computer and sent out. Um, and then that kind of kicked off like the press flurry. So that was our like initial burst, I think. And we sold out of our, all of the inventory like pretty quickly. We sold $15,000 in the first three weeks. Um, two and a half weeks. And then from there, it's just been a game of reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting and selling as many as we can. Um, I worked in advertising and the first, um, team member that I brought on happened to have a background in digital marketing. So her and I kind of worked in tandem to scale up for that first year. And then, you know, we had an intern here and there and it's just now we're formally like, okay, real salaries, <laughs> equity pools and, you know, everyone That's so is just exciting. building the dream. Yeah. And so you guys sell in, or you, um, the royal you. The royal you. you. you we. Sell, no, now yeah. we're a we. Yeah, now you're a we. So you sell in a, multi, a bunch of different um, places. You sell direct to consumer. You're on? Showercap.com. Okay. And then where else are you selling? Uh, we sell in Sephora, Blue Mercury, Goop, Violet Grey, Net-A-Porter. I'm tailoring our retailer ecosystem to what I assume is your listener base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're all different kinds of people, but I think those are such amazing partners. So the it's, Moma Design Store, I feel like, so Yeah, and that's such a testament to the cool product that you created. Was there ever a moment, so now you're successful and doing great and thinking about next steps and bigger things, but was there ever a moment when you felt like, oh my God, I've made a horrible mistake. What if this doesn't work out? Mm. <laughs> Yesterday. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I think entrepreneurship in general has its ups and downs. Um, so, yeah, of course, there's more than a handful of times and not everything is as easy as it looks. But um, ultimately, it's it's out there. And when I take the numbers off the page and I think about the fact that those are all real people, that's when I get really excited. Yeah. You know, it's easy to stress out about, like, numbers and margins and cogs and you know growth and quarterly sales and then when you meet someone on the street and they have the product that you made and they love it and they're geeking out like that's what makes it feel worth it and like everything's gonna be okay always (laughs) that's so awesome um do you have any plans for other SKUs or other products yeah so um shower cap as a whole exists to really put a stake in the ground for this behavior of uh, second day hair and um, you know not washing your hair every day and skipping that shampoo so um, I can't fully disclose but we have things in the works that are you know on that um, on that innovation path and then DJ Zoo is the phonetic spelling of my last name but consider that a parent company um, we look at Shower Cap as our first successful launch in the team's current focus. 
we are a design and innovation company and we're looking to continue to listen to women the same way that we listened to women about what was missing in this category and continue to use design and branding and, and beautiful solutions to, to make our lives easier. That's so cool. I really like that. Um, well, I'm so happy that you were able to be here and share your story with us. I feel like this is really inspiring for people who have a desk job that they like, but maybe isn't speaking to their true inner spirit and calling because you've made such an amazing, cool company that's gotten so much attention, you know, by yourself. With, with the help of others but yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be here without my my incredible team and especially those first couple of hires but I do think that I've met so many women over the course of the past you know three and a half four years since we've launched who have told me that they have this great idea for x and you know it's not always a great idea but more than a handful of times it's a killer idea and I think that the biggest thing that I would say to anyone who's listening is if it's a pain point in your life and you don't just have the problem but you have a potential solution for it that's something that's definitely worth exploring and it's not just a problem in your life it's probably an insight to a problem that other people are experiencing as well so don't ignore it well thank you so much and we can't wait to see what happens next thank you so much for having me